All right, welcome to the show, everybody. This might be my favorite episode of all time. We're entitling this episode USA Basketball. I talked about it on the sports podcast a little bit. I even uh, gave a little sneak preview on the regular podcast. I attended USA Basketball Fantasy Camp last week. But you know what? I was not alone. I was joined by a good friend of mine. They were kind enough to actually help me get a friend there, so I wasn't the only rookie there. Goes by the name of Nick Thomas. Nick, how you doing, brother? I'm good, thank you. Thank now, a little, you. a little background on Nick here. Him and I have been playing basketball for a while. We know each other even longer before that. Nick is a writer, director, producer of Let's Be Cops. I know a lot of our listeners saw Let's Be Cops, actually, because I talk about it from time to time, so they tweet at me. So now you're getting to put a voice with the name now, everybody, and maybe one day a face with the name. Look forward to disappointing you people. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, for those of you at home who don't know, you should be listening to this podcast more than. USA Basketball invited me to play in their fantasy camp, which basically means you're going to pretend to be a real basketball player, and you're going to get coaching from real college coaches, and you're going to be a part of the program in Las Vegas. So when I find out that I might be able to include someone, I call my man Nick. Nick, when I pitch this to you, what is the first thing that goes through your brain? I, well, you emailed me two weeks ago and said, what do you think about this? And I emailed back saying, I'd be mad if you didn't go to this. Right. That's right. You and then a week that. later, you're like, do you want to go? And did, was it the sort of thing where you needed a moment? Because I needed a minute to wait. Like As I'm reading the email, I was wondering, is this the coolest thing ever or is this the lamest thing ever? I couldn't really figure it out. I decided it was the coolest. What, how, did it take you a long time to deliberate? No, I cleared my schedule pretty much immediately. You asked me on like a Saturday and like Sunday. I was like, I'm in without even figuring out. We have a cat uh, on the table as usual. Lily, get down. Come on. You can just push her. I'm not an animal abuser. (laughs) Like you. Um, So we fly to Vegas, and obviously it's 115 degrees. And when we get to the airport, okay, you and I, first of all, on the plane, we weren't sitting near each other, but we start talking like, what do you think the competition's going to be like? What what were your expectations on the flight there? Now you're 45 minutes away. My expectations, honestly, I I really didn't know. I had no idea... Um, what to expect. I didn't know how good the people would be or how old they'd be. I didn't find out until we got there that it was 35 and older. I didn't know that either. I just barely qualified. That excited me when I found out. <laughs> Knowing that you were going to be one of the younger dudes there. Um, yeah, I ended up not mattering, by the way. I did keep uh, making some voice notes to basically jog our memory in case. And this was our first voice note. I'm going to play one right now. This was on our way uh, to the hotel. So we just landed in Vegas. We're in the car on our way to the win. Me, my man, Nikki Thomas. Nick, say what up. What up, what up? So we're getting ready to play in this USA Basketball Fantasy Camp, and we just passed Thomas and Mack Center where all the playing will be going down. Nick, are you a little nervous at all? I'm a little nervous, mostly about my body and how I'll survive three days in a row of full days of basketball. Are you going to, uh, do you feel like you're cardio wise in enough, good enough shape to get up and down the floor? Or are you going to like, you're going to be pointing to the bench going like, give me a blow, give me a blow. I think we both know the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I will be blowing for her. I ran, it just funny, in the airport, we were waiting for our bags. I ran into, uh, in the, by the sink, I ran into a referee who just landed as well. And uh, I went, so he introduced himself to me. He said, you're playing in it? I said, yeah, are you? He said, no, I'm actually going to ref. And uh, he looked like a good athlete himself. Like, he'd probably be one of the better players. And I asked him, I said, what's the average height of, of this game? You know, there's whatever, 60 players. He said, oh, I'd probably say average height's like 6'3". And I went, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Homie, I'm 5'7". Nick, what are you? 5'10". So we're already... I knew I was going to be below average. I thought maybe you could have fallen in at, like, average. I think that guy has to be wrong. There's no way the average size is 6'3". I looked at some of the photos. I mean, not that... I mean, but there looked like no, some portly say. dudes in there. Well, older port- all right, I'll pause it for a second now because I want... We're back into real time for a second. Now, this was before we saw anything. Now, what would you go back in time in the DeLorean and say to that, Nick, about the actual talent level that participates in that? 
I had actually, I actually didn't believe that guy because I did right. my research immediately, and that's what you were saying in the yeah. video in the clip. You were basically saying yeah. you don't believe him that he's wrong. Yeah. Um, but everyone was a lot better than I thought they would be. I thought the height thing he was a little off on, but uh, you know I'm always the shortest guy in any athletic environment. Um, there was more guys above six foot than below. That's all. That's all I think I could remember. Yeah, for sure. And while we were the younger, if not the youngest of the bunch, there was a lot of you know those guys. Guys, there was a lot of Winklevoss, Winklevoss, Winklevoss twins. <laughs> yeah. Look, this thing, this torn, this fantasy camp. Costs a grip of money. I'm not going to lie. Now, look, I'm not going to say I paid for it because I would be lying to the public. But these are very successful guys. So you'd think, oh, maybe they don't have the time to work out and stay in shape. No, I think they're the level of success that they could actually build a gym in the office, have a basketball game regularly. Like everyone was pretty in shape, I thought. I'd bet you a few of those guys have basketball courts in their homes. I know, I know one did. Yeah. Uh, I know one of them did. Yeah. Um, so when you get to the room, they're kind enough to like you know bring you your USA basketball bag, which has all your stuff. Now you and I were under the assumption we were going to get some dope basketball sneakers. Like I only brought, I brought two pair of sneakers. I brought the Easter egg Kobe's, and I got the brand new Hyperdunks from the ESPN game that are not broken in. We get the bag. What did you think of the USA uh, gift bag of, of merchandise for the week? Like, this well, is your stuff for the week. It's your jersey, your shorts. They give you, like, a jersey with your name on it. I mean, it's a reversible jersey, so let's not get too crazy. But actually, that stuff was really cool. Like, the camp is designed to make you feel like you're a part of USA basketball. So, like, you know, you get the gear. They have the trainers, the coaches. Like, so, you know, I'm not going to be uh, – I'm not going to be stingy. The gear was dope. Uh, but let, let's just be clear. And guys, remember, I, 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 told, I asked USA Basketball if I could do this podcast, you know, and I did tell them I'm going to be very uh, positive because I know I'm going to love it, but I'm also going to be honest. There was no basketball shoes. Yeah. They were, they were great. Now, you guys might think I sound like a snob. I'm not saying I needed the basketball shoes. I just thought I saw in an email that there was going to be basketball shoes. That's all I'm saying. But wasn't it you who told me that they ever last year they gave basketball shoes and nobody wore them? No. What I found out was, uh, yeah, well, yeah, I did find out that, but this was after the fact. This was after I saw we got a, p- a great pair of what, like Lunar Glides yeah, or something, like- um, and they're dope. So I'm not being like a stuck up asshole on the whole thing. Bree, did you just make a noise like, hmm, you kind of are. Bree is there. Bree, for the first time, <laughs> is actually running. She's sound mixing while watching the computers. And Bree kind of like, hey. hmm. Well, we all know how you feel about your basketball shoes. So, Well, if you're not on Groupon, get on Groupon. <laughs> Bree, just let us know. I'll buy my basketball shoes on Groupon. Boys to men is playing. No, here's what, here's what they told me to clear it up. They said um, a lot of the guys there have been going a minimum of five years or above. And they were like, guys, we have enough basketball shoes. Get us something that's comfortable to walk around in was the thing. So we basically started too late to get the basketball shoes. Um, The shorts are great. The shirts are great. The bag's great. Like all the gear is good. And now it's time to basically, oh, no way. I'm leaving out a crucial part. So we got there. Nick and I had, you know, dinner. We vowed to go to sleep at a reasonable time. We did play a little blackjack, mm-hmm. nothing crazy. Saw Kenneth Fareed. That's the other thing, guys. The whole USA basketball team is staying at the same hotel, walking. To- Brie, why are you laughing so much? I'll bring it up later on in the podcast. It has My- to do with you gambling at the very end of the trip, but I'll bring it on up later. Uh-oh. <laughs> I-, I don't like when you have a surprise for the host. That's not, uh, that's not cool. Uh- I'm sure you'll talk about it. Well, we decided we weren't going to go to sleep late or anything like that. We gamble. All the players, you know, you get you are like riding in elevators with Kenneth Fareed and Mike Conley and stuff like that. Um, so then you wake up in the morning and there's kind of like this orientation thing that's right after breakfast. And do you remember who spoke to us? I do. PJ Carlissimo. And how great would you say PJ Carlissimo? Describe He's PJ Carlissimo's orientation speech. Uh, <laughs> I tried to record it. I wasn't picking up the sound. 
he's incredibly charismatic and he's super funny <laughs> and he just goes around the room and calls people out on their shit. Um, it my turns fav- into a my roast. favorite was like, you know, so they spend all this money on the USA basketball gear and the camp is run by a separate company called pro camps. Right. They do all the camp, do like all almost the camps. all the camps yeah. in the world. And, uh, and so all the pro camps guys had uh, pro camp shirts on. And the first thing uh, Carlismo said was, so you probably noticed the fucking idiots walking around here with the pro camp shirts on. They're too fucking cool to wear all the fucking gear we bought them. All the USA yeah, All the USA gear. basketball gear. The next day, all the pro camp guys are in the USA basketball gear. But when gear. you look to the back wall, you saw all the pro <laughs> camp guys kind of go, oh, shit, you got us. Oh, God, you kind of like put their heads down. Um yeah, PJ Carlismo goes on basically a roast like yeah roast just goes tangent. through breaking balls like Kyrie Irving's dad played in it yes. and he went and he was like if you all wanted to play with Kyrie Irving well you can't but his fucking dad is here <laughs> right, we so got we- the next well it's not even the next best thing it's, <laughs> right. it's like the fourth best thing we have his father here who can ball by the way yeah for Mr sure. Irving can can play for some sure. ball um, sure. so as he as PJ finishes off he kind of points out to all of us the most important people of the camp. The trainers and the medical staff who all basically got up and made this speech of make sure you drink a lot of water. Make sure you guys ice after every game. They had designated rooms where you could just go drop your dirty jerseys off and get bags of ice and massages and stuff like that. I wasn't that – how concerned were you – I know you were concerned maybe about your wind and your cardio. How concerned were you about your actual – about the injury bug? I was really concerned. I mean that's – you know, the more tired you get, the easier it is to get hurt, right? So, like, I wasn't really worried about day one. It was it was later on that I was going to be worried. Like, um, yeah. So we're going to lay out the schedule, and then we're going to play another uh, another clip. So basically, what happens now? We all get our jerseys. We ate some breakfast. We get on a team bus, and I'm going to play a little a quick clip from the team bus. But you go to what's known as an evaluation game, where you basically play a quarter or two quarters. Uh, 10 minutes each with refs and stuff. And it's just the coaches watching you and evaluating your game because then they go into a private room and draft you. And I'm going to give you uh, the exact list of the coaches as soon as I pull it up. But um, this was taken from the team bus with Nick and I. All right, Nick, we're on the team bus. You feel all right, bro? Um, what do you think? We've seen the competition. What do you think? Everyone is like six foot. Competition looks legit. <laughs> If we're up against each other in the evaluation game, you're going to go easy on me or are you going to play to win? Um, here's the deal. You let me shoot, I let you shoot. All right, and don't hurt me, motherfucker. All right, let's go. Team bus. Now, the thing with these evaluation games, everyone's kind of saying, don't go hard, don't go hard. Um, the coaches that are watching you, uh, I was coached by Jay Billis. Uh, they kind of do a rotating thing, but the coaches that we had... John Calipari, needs no further introduction. Lon Kruger from Oklahoma. Jamie Dixon from uh, Pitt. Matt Painter from Purdue. Pat Chambers from Penn State. Mike Fratello, the czar of the Telestrator. Chris Mack from Xavier. And Danny Manning, one of my favorite all-time players from Wake Forest. And the trainer was Alan Stein. So we show up. You and I are warming up together. How well... Did we shoot in warm-up? How did you feel in warm-ups before the evaluation game? In warm-ups, I felt great. I had a, I had a sprightly step. I was knocking down jumpers. In warm-ups, I felt great. Did you even think for one second that the evaluation game was going to be competitive? Like I, I know, I basically, I made my mind up, and we're going to play another clip. I was not going to get hurt in the evaluation game. That seems like the biggest nightmare. Any injury would be bad, but getting hurt in the evaluation game would be the worst to me. I know. You should have shared that knowledge with me because I went hard in those evaluation games. All right. Well, let's hear. uh, This is right before the game begun. So I figured out my strategy in the evaluation game was going to be just make one play and then take the rest of the evaluation part off, whether it's a steal, a jumper, knock down. It's not bad. Throws, a good pass, you make that one play, you take the rest of the evaluation game off because then you don't want to pull nothing. I'm going, my strategy is going, Woody Harrelson, white man can't jump. I'm going to show no you're gonna, effort. Right, but you're going to hoist jumpers. Are you going to play defense? No. <laughs> not at all. 
Would you draw a charge? No. Absolutely no charges? I, you know, I don't even know how to draw a charge. Honestly, my whole goal is not to get hurt. That's like number one goal. <laughs> and then number two goal is not get hurt. <laughs> I'm looking around the bus like a lot of dudes just walked in with shaved heads and broad shoulders and are like 6'4", which to me is gigantic. I was looking at the pictures last night from last year and there's one dude in the championship photo with a huge shiner. <laughs> That's going to be me. All right. Check back with you. Yes, but I don't know if I'm going to wear the mouth guard. Good question. I have the Italian flag mouth guard. I don't know if I should wear it. Maybe. You don't know any of these guys. True that. I'm aware. <laughs> Nick, you sound so concerned about injuries. You literally, I, you didn't even know I was recording at that point. You went, yo, do you have your mouth guard? Dude, you know who I am? I'm Dorn from, <laughs> from Major League. I'm Dorn. Uh, oh, my. You are the Rick Dorn. That was first name. No, was it, it was Rick? A, no, it wasn't Rick. It was... Uh, Roger Dorn. Roger Dorn. Roger, Roger Dorn. you are the Roger. Oh, I laid on defense all the time. You know he laid on the thing. Did you go hard in the evaluation game? Because you remember, I did. I went too hard. Because you get into it the first time. You and I play pickup <clears throat> twice a week, so we're not used to refs and scoreboards yeah. and coaches. So, how hard on a scale of one to ten? How hard did you play in the evaluation game? I probably put. I probably like put. <laughs> put forth most of my effort in those first two games, but I I screwed that up. I screwed that up big time because I, that cooked me. If I were to do it again, I would have literally lollygagged. Because honestly, I don't care where I get drafted. What does it matter? You know what I mean? Like, and you have no control over that anyway. See, at the time, I I I, I probably on a scale of one to ten, I was at a five. Or six in the evaluation game, which is too much for an evaluation game, by the way. You should be yeah. at a three. You should be at three. You should be cr- yeah. jogging and cruising. Shoot the ball if you're hey, open. But hey, hey, when you got Danny Manning on the sideline looking at you, you want to shoot for Danny Manning. Danny Manning was like my favorite player. So having him out there was that like... That double clutch on. shot. Uh, double, double pump Danny Manning, dude. I used to say that nerf ball all the time. And see, we didn't discuss this part in the voice notes, and maybe we should have discussed this at dinner. It actually mattered to me where I got drafted. See, you had the right approach. You were like, wherever the fuck I go yeah, I mean, is where I, in my mind, I'm like, I got to get selected in the first two rounds. Like I was going to get a different monetary but you're, contract. You, you were never going to know that. No, and I actually tried to find out, and it's like a public consensus of the camp. They don't tell you right. where you get drafted. Right. I tried to find out. Right. Um, I mean, you could put two and two together. I mean, you, you could probably, like, I was probably one of the lower draft picks of the whole camp. Because you can also tell like where you line. They give you a number. They give you a number of your rotation. Right. In the we had lineup. eight guys on our team. I was eight. <laughs> so you, pro- you, know I mean? you probably went last. It's all good though. I'm not, I was four. You know? Does that mean I went in the fourth round? That mean, yeah. No, that means you're, you're, yeah, you were a top pick, buddy. Congratulations. Well, that's the fourth round. Wow. Yeah, because that, that, I was the fourth pick of my team. Right. So you're right in the middle. You're not a right. max player deal, but you're like, I'm you're like, doing okay. Who am I? You're feeding the family, okay. Yeah, but who Yeah, who does that equate to? I don't know. Maybe I'm like... Mike uh, Conley. See, but Mike Conley should be better than he, that. But he's underrated. He's not a max player So you know deal. what? You're Is right. He? No. No. Yeah. I am Mike Conley because I do yeah. believe I was underrated. Yeah. Um, I, made, <clears throat> I made an exceptional play right away. We won the jump ball. A guy on my team streaked right, literally on the tap. Tap came to me. I caught dude out of the corner of my eye, sprint, and I threw an overhand bullet pass on a rope to him, layup, 2 nothing. Jay Billis went, nice pass. I should have stopped right you there. Stopped. But then something <laughs> happened in the last 30 seconds. We had a four-point lead in the evaluation game, and we lost by two <laughs> with 30 <laughs> seconds left. And I started cursing. Dave McMenamin, am I saying his name right? Mm-hmm. A lot of you know him from ESPN Radio. He played in that charity game, hit the game-winning corner three-pointer uh, in the evaluation game. He's a shooter. That That's Dave all McMenamin. he is. He's a shooter. And then I, besides being a hell of a nice guy, uh, he is uh, a shooter. I have... Um, some post game. Let's see. I have some post game evaluation, and I believe we start revealing our uh, our draft status. All right. So we just played in the first evaluation game. Nick and I got split up. Uh, Coach John Calipari came over to me and said, if he was in the Entourage movie, he would have drafted me number one. <laughs> uh, I had to put my phone down because PJ Carlissimo walked by and I wanted to think I was being rude. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm scared of him. Cal Parsons said he would have drafted me one if he had a cameo in the Entourage movie. Then I heard he's going to actually draft me first overall. Uh, I shot one for three. My evaluation team lost. Uh, I'm not impressed with the competition here, but everyone's going about 50% right now. So my hamstring's a little tight. Nick, how do you feel? I feel like shit. <laughs> I went 0 for 4 in my game. I got Kyrie Irving's dad on my team. Embarrassing myself. He could ball. One thing's official. Calipari is Hollywood. He's tanned out. He looks I mean, like Frank Sinatra right now. <laughs> Look at him over there. Unbelievable. It's really unbelievable. So, evaluations game. The evaluation is almost done. They get to draft us after this. And uh, a lot of guys like to shoot around here. <laughs> All right, all right. I think it's time we get to the 500-pound gorilla in the room. John Calipari, uh, you guys listening should know, and if those of you don't know, John Calipari is as charismatic as it gets in, in his world. Now, we are entering his world. He, he's been a part of this camp for a while. And, like, I think if I had to say, I think I said it on last week's episode, too, like, that's who I would want to play for. All those coaches are great. Did you say that's who you wanted in the – in a previous podcast episode, yes. Really? Oh, yeah. In, oh, in, in a previous Bad for Sports episode, I said, you know, it would be really cool to say I, play, I, I played one and done for John Calipari. There's a good chance I'm never going to do this again. Right. <laughs> so I'd be one and done. And I am not kidding. When we were warming up before the evaluation game, I, got, I had a tap on my shoulder. And I turned around. It's Coach Calipari. And he says, you know, I was going to take you. And all I wanted to do was be in that damn Entourage movie. And you know what? I wasn't. And now it's done. So I don't know what I'm going to do with you. And then right off the bat, I instantly got nervous. And I instantly felt like the coolest guy in the room. And then I also felt like, oh, shit, he's not going to take me now. <laughs> what coach? You wanted to be coached by Danny Manning, right? I want, I, honestly, I wanted Danny Manning. I really did. Or, or come on, Mike Fratello. I mean, See, I think I overlooked Fratello. Fratello, for, I think you and Fratello would have, because he was looking for a point guard. You and Fratello, I think, would have would have gelled very well. Well, I ended up getting drafted by, you guessed it, John Calipari. Uh, legend has it, he paid for me. He put up some money <laughs> to get me. Uh, I probably made that up. And um, you then break off with your team, and you get like a 30-minute practice. But I looked around at my team, and we probably... I think every team, wouldn't you say, Nick, had one guy who was like really good. Every team kind of had yeah. like a star player or a yeah. above average, close to a star player. Yeah, or, or if if not two. Right. My team had a star player and then like a second tier star player, and then we had like the third biggest guy in the game. We had another point guard who was really great. And then I was the backup point guard or splitting time. I was playing too. Like our team was, of course, Calipari's team loaded. I love how he puts it together too. It's like you guys were the Kentucky of the camp. Like you guys had a a cheering squad. You had like five dudes on the sidelines of all your games. You had two assistant coaches. Two assistant coaches. No one else had assistant (laughs) coaches. We had two. You guys were literally the Yankees of the, the league. You were drafted by Chris Mack, right, of Xavier? Yeah, yes. What do you have to say about Coach Mack? Um, man, he's got a fan in me now. He's awesome. He's awesome. It was cool to see him. Um, everything we did was based on what he does at Xavier. And he took a bunch of, like, you know, scrubby-ass players. And, uh, you know, we ran a, ran a simple offense. We run this, ran, ran this funky 1-3-1 one, one zone. zone. Um which I think we got pretty good at throughout throughout the camp. He's great. He's awesome. Yeah, tell our listeners, because I think that's the best part. Now, guys, the best part of this whole thing, to me, was the fact that these coaches, who are obviously donating their time and their efforts, and there's something in it for them somewhere along the line. I'm sure they're, you know, for guys like Chris Mack, he gets to rub elbows with Coach K and Calipari and PJ and blah, 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 and on the list, but... The best part about this whole thing is they actually treat you. They don't treat us like the scrubs that we are. They treat us like, okay, this is my team, and this is the beginning of the NCAA season, so let me... They want to win. Like, did you feel coached up? Oh, my God. They want to win. That's the biggest difference. It's like, here, when we play, it's like, I can take a play off. I can take three plays off. I can even take five plays off. No one's With watching. Here, Big Brother's no not watching. watching. You got... Honestly, it's hilarious because you're, you're you, if you take a play off, you got him screaming on the side, Nick, get off! Get the press! <laughs> get the press! Get a trap! No straight lines! 
And I, it's no like, straight lines. That was his whole thing, man, with that one three one was no straight no straight lines. So when you trap, no straight line passes was his whole thing. No straight lines. And it was I mean, you it was hilarious. At, you know, that first game I was kinda like, yo, coach, check it out. Like that's not my style, dog. <laughs> you could bench don't, me if you want. Yeah, don't ride me like that. I'm not, I don't respond well to that kind of energy. <laughs> he cracked up. Um but that was they these guys want to win. They want to win. And you heard them like bragging about I forget who won last year, but but they, there is bragging rights to having won, you know? Yeah, apparently I think from what Cal is saying, I call him Cal. Um it's kind of like, well, if I could get this team to win, imagine what I could get Kentucky <laughs> right, to do. Right, right. Um see Calipari, when we broke off into our like your coach taught you the one three one zone. We didn't even talk about defense when we had our little practice. I, we just, we're going to play man. But he gave us four set offensive plays. We had horns, which was the two bigs come up to the elbow. I give to the big. He hands it back to me. He rolls. The other big rotates. We had pick and roll horns. Same thing. Both bigs come up. And, and then we had motion. Mm-hmm. And then we had two actually. We had five plays. We had two side out-of-bounds plays. And, you know... You were talking about pickup, and that's probably the biggest thing about this episode that we can talk about is the differences of, like, you think you're good in your pickup game. The, then you get a referee and a yeah. scoreboard and a team. I am now running an offense where I am not the first option, second option, or even third option to score. I have to get the ball up as quick as possible and get this play started. In our pickup game, I would say I am a top five score. I, like I'm usually, if not the first, I'm the second or third score. I was averaging two shots a game, and I was caring about things like shit. I didn't get him the ball with the right amount of time. Like we had to get the play started by 16 seconds left on the shot clock. Right. And um, I don't know. I just ne- like it's such a. It's, I don't know if I prefer a pickup or if I prefer this. Like if you could do this twice a week. I mean, now obviously this, not with the at coaches. The, at this point in my life, I prefer pickup. But team basketball is very different. It's cool, it's fun, but it's just different. You know what I mean? Like you, you really got to accept your role, and then and that's that's about it. See, that's the thing. Now, I don't know if I could be a role play. You're right. Maybe at this stage in life, maybe I've done too many things. Just as an adult, I I, I can't accept. I, I or maybe I'm a control freak. I need more. Well, you want, no, you you need more, but like, there were other politics involved. You know what I mean? Like these, you gotta, these guys go to camps every single year. Yeah, there's like 10, 15 times. You know, these guys are spending, you know, probably six figures on going to basketball camps per year. So like these coaches know them, you know, and like. I think to step in and be the number one dude is going to be tough in any of those camps. I don't care. Did you guys win your first game? We won our first game, yeah. My first game we won, and you're kind of figuring it out. Like The structure is you play, after these evaluation games in the practice, each team plays their first quote-unquote regular season game. And then the next day, every team plays two regular season games. And then your record decides who you play. You get seeded. And then Friday is the... Tony. The March Madness, sort of, so to speak. You lose, you go home. So we won our first game. It was clear we had the three three of the bigger guys in the game. Like, we were a rebounding machine. Um, In my first game, we were down 11 to 1 halfway through the first quarter. Um, I already gotten taken out and put back in. Uh, God, I I actually don't Don't remember. But all I know is my first real play, when I came back in at the end of the first quarter, I caught a left-handed and one. That was by far the prettiest move I ever made in my life. And I looked over and Coach Cal gave me a fist bump. Like, (laughs) way to go, kid. And I hit the free throw, which I rarely do. Like, to actually care about free throws. That's surreal, by the way. Like, completely, like, I mean. Dude, he wrote us all. And he wrote me a a handwritten card at the end of the, like, before I left. He gave me a card. Yeah, I saw him passing them out to you guys. But I'm still mad at him. We'll get to more of that later. Uh, This is, uh... Let's see. This is our post game one, I believe. All right, guys. A lot to talk to you about right now. Just got back to my hotel room. Uh, I don't remember any of the previous voice notes because it was a very long day. Uh, We got our teams. Coach Calipari drafted me. 
he said he started a bidding war for me and said, if you want Jerry, you have to pay. <laughs> so that felt nice. I don't know if he was telling the truth, but he started a bidding war. Um, before we got to play, obviously, USA, the real USA basketball team, had the court. Oh. And, you know, they basically did like a light, but light for them. Like to us, it still looked intense, just like a shoot around. And uh, it just was amazing. At one point, I'm sitting first row and watching LeBron, Mello, Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook. Um, I'm hitting pause. I'm hitting pause because I left that part out. <laughs> You're down. We have the spray bottle, like if the cats walk by, there's like a motion spray thing. No way. And the cats keep walking past it easily, and your dad just got sprayed. <laughs> um, we left out a part, like we said, the whole USA basketball team is participating, and part of our experience is we get to watch their mini camp. And, you know, there's four hoops, so they're all broken up, and we have one hoop that we're watching all the action and all those names. Like, did that mean, how did you feel after watching that? Because I have a very specific way of how I felt after I watched the real team, LeBron, Westbrook, warm up. I would say just to put it, like, if that building were to blow up, basketball, as we know, it would be over. The 30 best players (laughs) in the world in one building just shooting around and yucking it up. See, it made me feel terrible. I wanted to actually leave after that. Like, I did not want to participate in fantasy camp anymore. (laughs) I felt so insignificant. Because, like, here you are taking this thing so seriously. This is like war. And then you go and then you watch professional athletes do it. And they're just joking around. Like, it'd be like me and you going to the park and... I don't know. It just humbled me a little too much. Did it make you lose your drive to win a little bit? I lost my drive to play. Right. Because I'm like, no matter how well I do this week, it will never feel like it feels for these guys. Right. But that's not true because you just love basketball so much. I love the game. I know you do. So like, yeah. You want to know what Calipari said to us at halftime of game one? What? Which we won. We won. Rather, we came back from that 11-3. to We won pretty... Actually, no. We, we won, but our big man who we had could not hit free throws. He was like DeAndre Jordan. He airballed three free throws himself in the fourth quarter. But at halftime, he said, Guys, guys, this is what I do. I get guys to come together to play and form into a team in not a lot of time, and for one year only. <laughs> so this is what I'm doing. I need you guys to trust me. If you trust me, then I'll be able to trust you. Jerry, you know what? It's the fourth quarter. Hold the ball. Let them foul you. I don't care if it's an eight-second violation in the backcourt. I need to know you could hit fourth-quarter free throws. He just went around individually, pointed out what he wanted to see. He's like, this is all, I need to see this for Friday's playoff. So I knew right then and there, he was taking it dead yeah. seriously. This was not like, oh, I'll go do the charity thing. He was like, he was benching guys when they got out of hunt, like when they were on a bad run. Did you? Did you? Well, did, what did he tell you? Like the two things you he wants you to get out of this camp. He said the two things I want you to get out of this camp is first and foremost, I want you to have fun playing on a team, and then secondly, I want you to feel like you've been coached. I want you to feel like you learned. I want you to feel like yeah. you were let into my world. Yeah. Of coaching. And that's probably the coolest part of the experience, right? It's the best part of the experience. You know, we have our pickup game tonight. Now, and we're going to finish off with how we ended up in uh, fantasy camp and our overall summation. Mm -hmm. But how are you feeling going into your pickup game? Don't reveal how your team did yet. But how are you feeling going into tonight's pickup game after doing that whole thing for a week? I feel like, like no stress. Like... Stakes are lower. The stakes are lower, so it's all good. So I'll probably shoot the lights out. <laughs> so you're not driven more to be like, I know the keys to victory. No, it's kind of like when you go pitch and you've already sold the idea. It's so like, whatever. So to you, you kind of yeah. You this is exhibition. Yeah, I mean, you this, play the real. There's season. no stakes here. Yeah, like all I want to go do tonight is sweat and shoot because <laughs> I won't have a coach yelling at me saying, "Don't shoot." <laughs> See that I'm I'm in the opposite. What? And you know what? We'll, we'll, we got to close out how we did, I think, maybe to feel that way. But how are you pl- through – let's skip ahead to like through two games or through the regular season. How are you playing? In, I played in horrible. Honestly, I really did. But like I played def- decent defense. I ran the – you know, at a certain point, I just stopped shooting. And I just started <laughs> running, running the offense, which 
sometimes can be great. Uh, um, well, I do have some fun audio. Good. I caught you probably about five seconds. Your team in the regular season went what two and one? Yeah. My team went three and zero in the regular season. Yep. I caught you about seven seconds after your loss in the regular season, not the playoffs. Let's uh, let's hear how Nick is. See, this is the part that sucks because when a player, oh shit, hold on, when a player has a tough game, I know. Now you're getting to know what it feels like to have a microphone shoved in your face, Nicky T. How'd it go? Man, I played horrible. I had one point at a free throw, a couple boards, a couple assists, but we got blown out by 20 almost. You're getting some shots up, though. I did. I was like 0 for 3. Coach was like, you got wide open looks. We were, we were like 0 for 8 from the three-point line. Just couldn't knock them like, down. No, if any one of us hits, then, it, then they were just crowding the middle because nobody could hit a jumper, so it was like... Pointless. So it was just a cold. But day. here's what I will say that uh, is interesting: these guys are coaching the shit out of it. Oh, there's your look. Calipari awesome. is really. I was watching your game. Giving us the business. I know. It's awesome. It's awesome. So Calipari, just to give you a visual, everyone else's team is kind of scrappy looking, and then there's Jerry and Calipari's team, and they have assistant coaches. They look legit. They have five plays. They're the Yankees of the league. We're like the dudes that show up. You guys are good. Back in the day, we have like real jerseys. You guys are good. Well, we play. You know what it is. We do. We're very, but we we do make a lot. We no, shot 25% from the free throw line. Our best player, Airball, three free throws. So, and you know, that was a very uh, interesting thing to see, too. Like, how these NBA guys get microphones shoved in their face 30 seconds after they lose a game. I kind of did that to you. I, I, ca- I was outside doing my own voice note, and I saw Nick creeping out, like, kind of looking like he wanted to hit something. I'm like, yo, come here. <laughs> come talk to me. Did you... Oh, by the they also have reporters that follow the games did you get interviewed you never got interviewed i'm shocked they didn't come up i i I got interviewed by someone but i saw the reporter talking to you no that was like this dude was like doing like i I thought it was the reporter that you said he was like doing a podcast i did like a 15 minute interview on everything but basketball but they they do have writers because i know that one of the guys on my team tj got interviewed a bunch of times so where do we read i think on that app you have Pretty sure. That's the other thing. They keep every after every game, you get a printout of your entire stat line. The stat line wasn't always accurate. Um, I was consistently like three to five points a game, three to four assists a game. I think I was up there in steals, but I also was up there in turnovers. Um, so you finished two and one. I finished three. You know, our team was heavily favored. To, like Vegas, we were in Vegas. Vegas yeah. odds probably had us like almost even money to at least get to the finals, yeah. if not win the whole thing. Yeah. And we were matched up with a uh, very scrappy, but not, over- I mean, they were pretty talented, but nothing that we couldn't handle. Mike Fratello, the czar of the Telestrator. Now, I knew we were in trouble because that morning, your game was already going because you had the early game. Um, that morning, we had breakfast and it was my team and Calipari and Mike Fratello basically sat in on our team breakfast and was telling, and I can never share these stories. They're not for public consumption. The most amazing stories because uh, I think when Calipari was coaching Memphis, Fratello was coaching the Grizzlies, I want to say. So they became really close. But it almost now, looking back on it, was like, oh my God, Mike Fratello played us. He softened us up. He softened us up because I have to say, before we uh, wind down, we got eliminated in the first round. Did you catch any of our first round I watched the whole game. I played, first of all, I was playing at 8 a.m. You had the early game, and that was Bush. That was hardcore. I didn't like that. We won, and then I watched your game, and I... The whole time, everyone on the sidelines is like, we were just waiting for you guys to come back. Because that had happened before. Like, I watched another game before. We get up you, to the worst start. Yeah. So we were just waiting for you guys to come back, and you never did. He played a 2-3 zone and basically was, da- like, every time we threw the ball into our big guy, this guy Joe, who can dunk. Uh, and I think he won, like, MVP of the, yeah, of the week. Uh, the whole zone collapsed, and he was making the right decision and kicking out, and... No one was hitting threes, but also we settled for the three every time. And then also we fouled, I think every guy in our starting five had three fouls in the first half. Their team was just at the free throw line the entire game. 
And uh, but it, we've been in that position before. Our team gets off to shitty starts. The game before, to give you guys a little perspective, our team put up seventy-two points. That's crazy. Easily the high of the week. Yeah, you, oh, so you're playing high school basketball. You're playing eight-minute quarters. Eight-minute quarters. At halftime of the first playoff game, we had eighteen points. And we just fell into that zone trap yeah. of shooting threes. And you know what? I'm not going to blame Coach Calipari, but we didn't really have the greatest zone breaking plan. But what happens if you're not hitting shots? That's what that's happens. that's basically yeah. uh, what happened. And we did make our comeback. And dude, by the way, we had 18 points at half, and one of our guys hit a half court shot at the buzzer of half. Oh yeah, I know. So, so that. we had 15 points with one second yeah. left on the clock, and he threw it up. Um, my biggest problem, and this is why I, I, I think I'm going to prefer a pickup. I was kind of in, I wasn't in the doghouse, but we were speaking about politics and there is some politics there, but we don't have to get into it. But hmm. I only played about 15 minutes in the playoffs and I was benched for most of the fourth quarter. And I, my problem was I did not agree with the lineup that was being played, but how the hell do you question coach Calipari? You don't. You can't. You can't. You can't. And we got booted out in the first round on one of the most lowest scoring I games. I couldn't believe you guys lost. And we were on the collision course to play you because yeah, you then we played. were playing the winner of your court. And I was like, finally, we're going to meet. And then, blammo, you guys lost. Now, at this point, you won a playoff game. You were 2-1. and one. But the whole time when you and I would talk, you would kind of say, our team's okay. Your team's great. But our team, we're all right. Like you didn't really predict your team. No, nah, th- honestly, I thought we'd be out in the first round. To be honest, and I'm not even gonna front. I was so tired Tuesday night that I remember lying in bed, being like, you know, if we go out in the first round, it's not the big of a deal. I'm having like back spasms. Right, this is the night before the playoffs. Like, you know, first round. You know, I'd be done, and you know, I'll stick around. I'll watch two and Jerry. Two. I'll watch Jerry win it all. Right. You know, I'll go we'll back get take some a shower. Lunch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we won the first cards. game, and it was like, uh, all right, okay, I'm going to play another one now. By game two, how, what is team morale like? What is Coach Mack feeling like? Where, where's your head at? Oh, I think we all thought we were going to lose game two. Really? Yeah, I do. And then, and then, uh, like a wounded animal, like a wounded Most animal, dangerous. Almost. Yeah, and uh, we just pl- we played as a team. We probably played, you know, we definitely played the best team ball in that. I watched that second most game. of that game. Yeah, and you guys were moving the ball around when guys would make mistakes. There was no one. You never got like the dirty no. Kobe Bryant look from anyone. No. Um, we, had a, we had a great team, like. As you were as, a team. Yeah, we were a really good You team. didn't have one great player. You had a few good players, yep. um, you being one of them. Nope. No, you, you might not have played the way you wanted That's to play. That's the thing about our team. Is I we, told your coach, too. I said, at some point, I pulled him over. He made me take a picture with his kids. Nicest guy in the world. I said, listen, coach, at some point, I know this guy. What was your number? Uh, 62. I said, you see 62 over there? I know 62 well. I play a lot of ball with him. You might not be thinking much right now. At some point... <laughs> That motherfucker is going to hit a big shot for you. And you're going to remember that I told you this. Uh, yeah. He is a great coach. I mean, just as far as that, he he coached the shit out of us. And honestly, it was that 1-3-1, one, one, dude. It, people couldn't crack it. And so we won, we ended up winning game two. And after game two, I was like, all right, I want to fucking win well, now. Now you're in the finals. Now we're in the finals. I want to win. And you really did not think you had any chance. No, I, I, we were playing McMiniman's team. In the finals. In the finals. Mike, Mike Fratello's team. That's who, who the... No, McMiniman wasn't on yeah. Fratello. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Oh, no, you're right. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Different coach. Dennis Dixon, I think. Dennis Dixon, name. yes. Um, and uh, by the way, I just want to say about Fratello, his outfits were my favorite of the camp. Oh. He wore the regular USA basketball shorts, but they're so big. They're like... <laughs> Extra large as like they look capri like capri pants. Yeah, they, look, they go down to he, the ankle. His look is amazing. I feel like I could play Fratello in a movie. Oh my god! Like if they made the biopic, the Mike Fratello story. If I'm not he, in on that list, Hollywood's all wrong. The hair was amazing. It was just amazing. Um, so yeah, we ended up going to the championship game, and at that point, I really wanted to win. And um, how did you feel about the team you were playing? Like it was a pretty even matchup, yeah. Because I think they matchup. were not a high ranked no. team either. Like they're both two kind of surprise stories. Yeah, they ended up beating um, that that big dude who played for the Dolphins or the Chiefs. 
Oh, there's a guy, yeah. an ex-NFL guy playing. And they ended up beating... <laughs> that, was that was the cat just got sprayed. Now he's traumatized. Um, yeah, they ended up kind of upsetting the team before them. So I don't think they were supposed to be in the finals. Either. Well, you, you got to tell our audience now because this is the one voice note I did not get because after I lost, I thought about getting on an earlier flight. Uh, but I didn't stick around for the finals. I went back to the room to sulk, which is exactly what I did. I sulked and I, I bitched to Calipari. I got his number and then I sent him a, a distasteful text. Um, what happened in the championship <laughs> game, Nick? Uh, we won. You won. We won the big dance in overtime. Too. In overtime. In overtime. Close game throughout? Close game. Well, we, we could have won in regular uh, time, but we, we blew it and they hit a... They hit a uh, bucket to tie it. Was it that McMiniman? Nope. He hits big shots. He does. He does. But no, it wasn't him. It was a, it was a land by by their big guy. And then once it went to OT, it was like, ooh. Were you nervous? Mojo kind of kind of shifted to them with that. Were you nervous in OT? Like, did you feel the weight of the stakes at this point? I did. I did. But I and I also like. I feel like both teams in overtime was like, oh, really? We got to play one more. <laughs> it was so beat. Um, you are a champion. Yeah, I'm a champion, man. I brought the trophy home. You have a trophy. You have a ring. I have a ring. I have a I USA have no basketball rings. ring. Bro, I have no rings. Entourage lost the Emmy six years in a row. Uh, I never won anything in Little League. My pickup teams, I have zero ring. Oh, you know what? I have a beach bowl MVP. I have, I guess, a half uh, a ring. I've seen a bowling trophy around here somewhere. Yeah, that doesn't count, though, because <laughs> I don't know how to bowl. I bowl off the wrong foot. True story. I throw the ball off the wrong leg. Trophy's a trophy. Trophy is a trophy. Some other highlights from the tournament. Danny Manning, who we love, was talking so much shit to me <laughs> while coaching. Talking about, leave, leave Turtle wide open. He was calling me Turtle. I wanted to like yell at him. And he was telling his team to leave me wide open. I missed two threes in a row. Finally, I hit the third and I turned around. I gave him the Westbrook guns. <laughs> I would turn right around. And I went, bang, bang. I said, Turtle can shoot, motherfucker. Said, turtle can shoot. Said, turtle can shoot. Pow, pow. And I... Um, I thought one of the cooler moments for me was it's no big deal for you because it happens all the time. But like, no, there's cool moments. We, we Jerry wrangled us courtside seats to the USA scrimmage against each other, and uh, I could. I, it, I mean, we were like right feet on the wood, feet on the wood, right there. So that that alone was a cool experience. And then uh, Blake Griffin came over, and Jerry knows Blake Griffin, so we got to talk to Blake Griffin for a little bit. And I was like, I was literally like. 10 years old again. Remember right? he said, fantasy camp, bro? I went, ah, oh, Blake, they wrote me in. They wrote me in. Remember he when I like, geeked? <laughs> he was like, fantasy camp, bro? I'm like, yeah, man. Leave me alone. He did. And then uh, I geeked out for a picture with Steph Curry. Oh, my God. Okay, we have to tell this story. So I know Nick now for was six years. Yeah, maybe longer. Seven? Yeah. Something like that. And Nick, look, we, we've experienced life. We've been to premieres. We've, we've, just, we've done a lot of shit, you know. We do, we're in the same line of work. I have never, and Nick has had me, he's worked with a lot of great people. He's had meetings with a lot of great people. I've never seen Nick excited to meet anybody, honestly. Aww. And not, not one person, I've never seen him be like, oh my God, dude, look who it is. Never heard him once say that in my life, in the entire eight years, whatever I know him. So after the first night, they have a, a little like party where it's like mandatory that the USA basketball team has to attend. And they literally said to us, guys, the party starts at 7, it ends at 9. The basketball team is required to be there from 7.30 to 8.30. Rest assured, at 8.31, they're walking out the door. <laughs> and they weren't wrong. So we got there, we went to eat, we got there fashionably late, but still enough time. And like, you see Harrison Barnes, uh, Clay Thompson, uh, the whole team. Uh, we missed LeBron. We don't know if LeBron and Melo actually showed, but the majority of the guys are there. And at some point, we see Steph Curry. And one of the guys who works at the camp says, I'd love to get a picture of you and Steph by the USA basketball sign. I'm like, duh, of course. I've met Steph a couple of times and blah, blah, blah. And Nick turns into <laughs> my eight-year-old son. Seriously. Like, yo, oh, so, dude, I'm getting a picture. He didn't say, yo, I need a picture. He said, I'm getting a picture <laughs> with Steph Curry motherfucker that's the one guy i i'm i'm gonna geek out for and like di he didn't ask he just basically demanded a photo <laughs> i did and i remember there it wasn't the 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 step and repeat wasn't lit 
It was backlit. It was yeah, backlit. Yeah, yeah. So everything so was like, dark. I made Steph Curry wait around for like five minutes. I was like, you got to hold on, homie. Nick I need a picture. Shot. Yeah, I lit the shot. He, I needed that picture. He basically was like, he lit the shot. And the true filmmaker that he is, like, nah, this light ain't right. We got to look this way, look that way. And then there's even one that we have that's dark that I sent to you, Bree, which you never got back to me. Yeah, you got to red eye that for me. I, asked, I sent it back to you. I never, you never got, got it. it. I did. I did great work on it. it Bree is a genius photo editor, and I said you got to edit this for Nick because I sent it back to you. Never got it. You never must got. Not it. By the way, he was the nicest He's guy. So, we, I, I, mean, I know him and his wife. I just they're really sweet. I just want him to win, and like I love that guy. Yeah, I love his game. They're great people. Work out. Yeah, the the, the USA guy was like. Steph, do you want to take a picture with Jerry? He's like, uh, yeah, and like obviously I saw him. I'm like, Steph, congrats on everything. He's like, congrats to you too, man. I'm like. For what? For being one and zero in the bat? Like well, I didn't know what he meant. He's like, oh, entourage. I'm like, oh, dude, that's nothing compared to winning a chip. I thought honestly, like non basketball related, one of the what was really cool to see was like for you how many people and I just went and downloaded last night watch Power. Like that's a that was a cool thing for me because like I I roll with you all the time and everyone's like. Uh, entourage, entourage, think like a man, and it was cool to see a whole new like, ev- like literally when I say people like eighty five percent of the people that came up to Jerry in the casino was like, dude, I'm loving power, bro. What happens next? What happens next? That was cool to see. It was cool for me because you know I had only been on for two episodes, so I've never seen something like that. Oh, Bree just brought in her edited photo. We'll post this one up on uh, Instagram for you guys to see. Nick looks like. A kid on Christmas. <laughs> I've never seen you geek out before, man. Yeah, man. Ever. Yeah, I know. You've met some pretty cool people and I worked know. with some pretty dope people in your life. I've never seen you go, yo. I love that guy. And then at one point, we were taking pictures, and um, and then Steph Carter was like, yo, you mind if I get one? And did That's a right. selfie That's with right. me. I'm like, uh, oh, okay, <laughs> Steph. Um, yeah, the power thing was cool, man. I, I've never, also, I've never did been. Did you have an idea that? I knew the show was big. In terms of um, social media, because right. I, you got to remember, Entourage was never on during social media right. days. So, like, I was never a part of live tweeting and all this stuff. And I, after my first episode, I, my, my Twitter literally, exp- like, my phone melted. That's how many people were hitting me. And I was only in two scenes in the first episode. And then my big episode was the week we were there with all my courtroom oh. stuff. And I, I guess it's not a spoiler anymore. It's going to be a spoiler for you, but I'm pretty important in helping one of the characters with their legal troubles. Mm-hmm. So I kind of became a hero to people who love the show because I freed someone. Mm. So they're like, you got, I gotcha. mean, it was, it, I'm really happy for them. I want that show to get the credit it deserves because there's a lot of talented people involved, not including myself. And uh, it was pretty cool, man. It was, dude. I was like. It was way bigger than I expected. Yeah. Definitely. It may, like when I got home, I, I mean, I'm like now already like four seasons into four episodes into season one. Season one. Oh, yeah. so you just start. Yeah. Season one is really good. I guess I'm kind of a dick for not watching because I need you on it. No, honest. come on. But you work bro. all the time. But not only that, come on. Like there's so much content out there. Yeah. You're not a dick for watching or not watching. No, but anything. I always want to watch your work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I feel yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, Honestly, I don't watch. Uh, whatever we yeah. don't. That's off topic. Yeah. Um, I guess we're gonna end with a couple of really big questions. First and foremost, on a scale of one to ten, now you you won a championship. You met your male crush. <laughs> <laughs> um, you basically had a, f- a free trip to Vegas for the most part. Uh, rate your experience on a scale of one to ten. Would you recommend if people could afford to do this because it is a pricey thing? Would you tell people if someone's like, yeah, I'm thinking about doing it, what would you tell them? It depends on if you love basketball, you should do it. I mean, just what you were saying earlier of like, you know, I look up and there's John Calipari pumping his fist. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's bucket list. You know what I mean? It's literally like surreal. It, it is. It, it is surreal. And it's really fun. It was it was such a cool, such a cool experience. It was bizarre. It was just bizarre. Here's one other thing Calipari told me, because he dubbed me the guy who has the answer for everything. Anytime he would yell at me, I had an answer. So he's like, here's what I would do with you if you were one of my guys. I'd bring you into the film room, and I'd show you a play. 
And then I'd say, give me your 10 answers of why this isn't your fault and let's number them. So this way, when we're in the middle of the season and I yell at you, just tell me what number excuse it is. <laughs> so this way we don't have to like waste another minute on what really happened. Just say, coach, number three. And I'll know you meant, oh, the ref made a bad call. This way we could have a shorthand. I mean, well, that kind of I shit. I mean, it's so good. By the way, if you're a kid thinking about going to college, how do you say no to John Calipari? That's the other thing. Um, and I know people, some people listening are going to tweet jokes at us, uh, the, all the Calipari rumors and stuff, whatever. I'm not interested in that. What I am going to say is I don't know how you say no to that guy. He's the, one of the most charismatic yeah. people I've ever met in my life. And it's for real. And it actually comes from a, a love of basketball yeah. and also a desire to see young kids make it. It really is. It's legit. It's totally legit firsthand knowledge. Um, second and final question. Yep. Do you go back next year? You're in a little different circumstance than me, bro, you see? Because you're going back a champion. You would be essentially defending the title. I'd love to go back. One thousand percent. I wouldn't be as nervous if that. Yeah. What What would you do differently in in your ne- next season? I, think I would just know. You know, anything you do for the second time, you're less nervous, right? You know what so I would do? What? Shoot. Shoot. I would shoot them. I think you. You. In all four games, I took ten shots. I averaged two and a half shots a game. Yeah, it's not going to cut it. It's not going to cut. Well, it. that's the other debate. I know I said <laughs> I was going to end with that question, but all right. You know what? You and I were in two completely different situations where I. You could say. I was on the better team, the overly talented team, that all we need to do is come together. So I was a smaller spoke on a much bigger wheel, whereas you were on the less talented. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's hard to say that because you guys won a championship. But on paper, the less talented team where every contribution is so important and the margin for error is so small. You were an underdog story. What do you prefer? Uh, Easily the second. Easily. Yeah, it looked like fun. It's like, plus, yeah, I mean... I want to be a reason why we won. Is that terrible to say? I want to really factor into the equation. No, it's not a terrible thing to say. I think if you don't say that, something's wrong. You know what I mean? Like, who goes out there and is like, you know, I just don't really want to Some contribute. people do. Some people do. I don't think at that camp, though. No, not at that camp, but I feel like some people are fine with, like, let me get my 15 minutes and I just want to win Oh, At, sure. You sure, know, like sure. they want the ring. Nah, they don't, don't care want, how nah. they get it. Nah. Whereas I would much rather be a bigger part of an underdog story. Yeah. yeah. And also have like, like I genuinely liked everyone on my team. Like we got along. They were cool guys. Like there was no like, you know, nobody, nobody wanted to shoot 20 times. Right. Nobody had like personal stats on their mind. Like they just wanted to play ball and. Have a good time. Well, if you're listening out there, if you have the means, if you have the time, if you've been on the fence about a fancy camp, this might be an episode that's hard to relate to um, because something like that is kind of grandiose. But rest assured, the moral of the story is if you love basketball, there's other camps that are not necessarily USA basketball that you can still play. And it's kind of about... Yeah, University of Miami has one that's Yeah, to this is way more affordable and yeah. competitive and... Um, I would highly recommend giving it a shot, you guys. It re- and I would do it again next year, and I would shoot the lights out, or at least go John Starks and go. Oh, we're two doing for it 19. next year, dude. We're doing it. We're doing it. All right. Well, next year, you know what? Maybe we bring some cameras and really capture for some sure. of this. For sure. I heard at Coach K's camp they do film breakdown, so they shoot the games, and then the <laughs> oh next day God. you sit and Coach K sits with you and is like, "Here's what you gotta do. You gotta pass and screen away or whatever." You know? Oh my lord, Bree, did we overdo it? <laughs> No. And I want to thank you because you supported me. You were like the Adrian to my Rocky. Yeah, I wanted you to make me proud, babe. Well, I failed you, so. (laughs) Another long list of the Ferrara failures. Um, Nick, by the way, congrats on your first podcast, bro. Thanks, man. You broke it. Nice to be here. This place is nice. You broke it. Now, will you come back and do another one? I will. Remember that picture I showed you of, like, the best team of the 70s, 80s, 90s? Yes. I would like to debate that with someone. All right. And also, I want to do. I want to rank the best television shows. I'm into that. And also, I want to rank the best uh, love triangles on television. Mm. Brenda, Kelly, <laughs> Dylan, Zach, Zach, Zach Kelly. Slater, Kelly. 
I mean, we could go. There's there's certainly some. So well, I'll give you plenty of notice to think those things over. Bree, any parting quotes for the listeners? Go team. Bree, is there any good Groupons out there that we can? Oh, Boys to Men concert is coming right, up in L.A. You would go to a boy. You know, that's the first concert I ever went to in my life. It's a good date night for you guys. I know. It's a good date night. I know. Pour the wine. <laughs> light the fire. All right. All right. Time uh, to end this podcast. We're going to end this podcast on that note. Nick, thank you very much to everyone at USA <laughs> Basketball, to the USA Basketball team, to all the coaches, uh, and to everybody listening to this episode. We got to live out a very, very, very cool dream fantasy which is the perfect word for it and we're going to do it again next year we hope and uh thanks for listening everybody we'll see you soon